0: Welcome to Behind the Curtain, LA Opera's podcast series in which we look deeply at the creative process and explore opera's enduring themes and power to move us. In this episode, talented soprano Janai Brueger discusses her introduction to opera, motherhood, and how she brings Susanna to life in Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro. Don't miss Janai as the ever-resourceful wife of Figaro, now through February 26th. Tickets for The Marriage of Figaro are available at laopera.org.
1: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Curtain with LA Opera. I'm Tevin Paulo Chapman, the Vice President of LA Opera Connects. And we are pleased to have with us for this episode, the famous soprano and our Susanna for Marriage of Figaro, Janai Brueger. Welcome. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, it's great to have you back in Los Angeles and to have you with us for this run. Um, We've now gone through two performances of The Marriage of Figaro at this point in time, and we have another one coming up. By the time you guys are listening to this, uh, we will have just two performances left. Um, But, uh, you know, it's been a great run so far. Uh, What are you enjoying the most about uh, this run of Marriage of Figaro?
0: Definitely be my colleagues. We're having probably way too much fun on stage, I think, at this point. You know, we're all we're all doing little little things that, you know, kind of catching each other's attention that is kind of funny. But you know, it's just like little inside jokes that we all share. But it's it's been great. You know, they're they're like family, they're really close friends. Um, so we're having a blast up there.
1: Do you normally get like a lot of I you know, I feel like especially if it's theatrical performance, there are these uh it's like whenever you're in a show with someone for long enough, there are these inside jokes that are not just during rehearsal. They play out as you're performing.
0: Oh yeah, 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 and there's all, a lot of like just improv too, like last minute decisions to do something. Like oh, okay, we're gonna go with that, <laughs> which is fun though. It keeps you keeps you on your toes. That's great. I, I also never
1: realized it's like there's it's live performance, of course, right. You you know most people see. Opera—they feel like everything is thoroughly rehearsed and thoroughly set up, but there you do have to adjust. You do have
0: to make these. Oh yeah, chairs. yeah, exactly. I mean, we do rehearse, and you 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 know your blocking and your you know your props and whatnot to make everything run smoothly, so that it is predictable. Right. But like you said, it is live theater, and sometimes you know things happen, or you might go somewhere else by mistake, or an instinct happens, and you just you know follow along, and usually it's it's okay.
1: It's fantastic, you know, looking back to when uh, you'd won the MONC finals, uh, like what an explosive time! Oh my goodness, within that, because it's <laughs> it was, it's like gangbusters for you. Where you go from <laughs> that, uh, it's like multiple prizes first prize, the sort of Spoiler Prize, and like it was a some sort of like People's Choice Prize within Operalia debuting at the Met. You know, it's it is such a huge shift in a like something that is kind of like a turning point oh yeah your career right absolutely in a lot of cases we have those things in which it's like oh this has changed but like we never think about how it changes us and I'm you know I'm curious you know does that change your perception of yourself or how you approach your work
0: I mean yeah so uh, what you're talking about a lot of that all was in The span of one year, within a few months in 2012. So I had just finished the young artist residency here, and you know, as as any of us do, you're trying to think of the next steps, getting an agent, Mm -hmm. auditioning for managers. And luckily, you know, Eli Opera provides you know agents that come in from all over during the residency to hear us. So I had already piqued someone's interest, thankfully, and had a great interview with her, and she's still my manager till today, which is amazing. But I was just thinking, like, okay, well. How do I pay rent for the next month? Maybe look into competitions. And, you know, because usually when you get to the next round, you get awarded something. So that's what my focus was. And maybe because of that, it took some of the pressure off. More than a competition, it's a great way to get your name on the radar because so many people come from all over, international and as well as domestic, to hear young artists sing at the competitions at that level. So I knew if I wanted to move forward, that was the next step to go to is to do these bigger competitions. So yeah, so um, the Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions, winning that uh, was definitely huge, an amazing experience. I had never been on the Met stage until that point. So it was overwhelming. Um, And then doing Operalia that summer and winning that, I found out right at the finals before I stepped on stage that I was pregnant too. So everything changed. Literally my career and motherhood started for me at the same exact time. So when I made my Met debut that you mentioned, I was seven months pregnant singing Liu in Turandau.
1: Like, how did that frame uh, kind of a change in, like, how you would approach your career?
0: Well, it was uh, kind of trial by fire yeah. in, in a way, because there's no manual um, to, you know, to to understand what a operatic career would be like, nor, you know, becoming a parent. So I was literally just taking it one day at a time. Um, I'm grateful that I have a very supportive family But yeah, just, you know, the kind of roles I had to sing (laughs) at the beginning, being that, you know, trying to breathe over a very big belly at the time. (laughs) But once I had him, you know, it was literally just bringing bringing baby with me everywhere I went. So that kid has been all over the world and was on his second passport before he was five. So he has a great appreciation for the world, which is a blessing, I think, that I was able to give him.
1: I'm still working through my first one, so that's, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Does he have a, a favorite place that he's been to so far? Yes, he
0: loves uh, – well, his father's from Uruguay, so oh, yeah. he loves going to Uruguay, of course, and he also loved uh, going to London. Wow. Yeah.
1: But you, part of your upbringing uh, within an opera was being so – Close to you know major metropolitan area. But how did they have an influence in your introduction into the art form?
0: Well, my mother um, is an opera fanatic. So okay. when I was, gosh, as my earliest memory would be six years old. She was taking us, me and my younger sister to uh chicago symphony to hear you know concerts with the orchestra there um we were taken to lyric opera of chicago to see operas and concerts but my most vivid memory was seeing kathleen battle in recital at lyric opera of chicago and i've told this story so many times um but i was you know we were way up in like the nosebleed section And I remember it looked like she floated on stage, you know, to me because she was like just so effortless and like she glided onto stage. She was wearing this long, yellow, stunning gown. Um, So I was just taken aback just by that as a little girl because I love to dress up. So seeing her, you know... um, come out on stage you know in that dress and then when she's sang, I remember experienced goosebumps for the first time and tugging my mom's dress and like you know showing her I thought I was breaking out and she's like no those are goosebumps because <laughs> uh, her voice just really touched me you know and it's like how is she doing that with no microphone and it's all reaching all the way up there and having that effect so it really touched me you know um I didn't think that I wanted to be an opera singer at that point. I wanted to wear gowns like she was wearing. Um, And so that's what I asked my mom. How do I get to wear gowns? (laughs) Like Miss Battle. Um, But it it had a profound effect because I had an appreciation for classical music. Um, And then Chicago Opera Theater as well. You know, I, I got to see... A couple of concerts and short, I think it was like short productions there at an early age. So being home, you know, having that right there, yeah. it's, it's incredible. You know, to have the art scene and the cultural scene there is fantastic. So being able to go back there now at this stage in my career is, is a blessing. I'm really grateful. That's great. Thank you.
1: I wanted to pivot to talk about your role, Susanna, in Marriage of Figaro. One thing that's interesting, you've actually performed with us in Marriage of Figaro before different role, Barbarina, how does that change your approach, like understanding everything about that, you know, having performed that role, uh, how does that change your approach in terms of the relationship between the two characters?
0: (laughs) Well, um, sadly, Barbarina and Susanna don't really have much interaction on stage, um, you know, except for in the third act. But even then, Barbarina's directing everything to the Countess. So Susanna's just standing there kind of overseeing what's happening. So sadly, we never get any time to interact. But that was my, my role debut here as a young artist. The opera was Barbarina. And I mean, it was exciting. It was, you know, she gets that beautiful aria at the top of Act 4. And I remember that was terrifying and exciting at the same time. And Deepa Jani, who's singing it right now in this production, is a beautiful singer and such a great actress on stage. So it's great to you know to see her. In your own
1: words, how does it? How do you relate to the character um, uh, on a personal
0: level? Well, Susanna uh, is very smart. She's quick-witted. Um, she is lovable. Mm-hmm. She's also very feisty and very sassy. Um, and she's good at defending herself. Um, but she's a lovable character. I really enjoy singing her. Um, she literally is kind of like the glue, I feel, to all the chaos that's happening. Um, so it's a, it's a great undertaking to do that role. I think it's also the largest soprano role in our repertoire because she really never leaves the stage. Um, so it's a daunting role in, in that of itself, but, um, I love her. I think, you know, just... From the beginning, you just you get to see her close relationship and how much she loves Figaro, um, how she's looking forward to her wedding. Um, but then, you know, everything that's looming in the air between like the counts advances towards her and what's going on and having to tell Figaro that and just the journey without ruining it for those who haven't seen it yet. It's it's so ridiculous, but also so <laughs> it's so funny, um, just everything that happens. And it's just it's great because for me as Janai, you know playing all these dramatic characters, I'm more of a goofball. So playing Susanna, I really feel like I'm being myself. Like, I don't feel like I'm playing a character. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is me just being crazy and um, trying to think off the top of my head and fight-or-flight moments. Okay, what do you do? Um, and that's Susanna. She's always thinking. She's always one step ahead. And she's, and she's very independent and determined. And I always try to find with any role that I sing to bring myself into it because that's what makes you put your own stamp on you know roles that so many people before and who will come after you will sing i'll say okay well what stamp can i put on it as janai and so i always try to think of that with each role that i do
1: that's wonderful well thank you so much thank you (laughs) being on the podcast Uh, we're really happy to have you and we're looking forward to seeing you in these final performances with marriage of Figaro.
0: thank you so much appreciate it If you enjoyed listening to LA Opera's Behind the Curtain, subscribe and leave a rating or review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends on your favorite social media, and we'll see you at the opera.